And good morning, everybody, or good afternoon, wherever you are. Good Welcome day. The, good day. Good day, mate. Welcome to the third episode of the CC and JT Amateur Hour. Really, it's less than 30 minutes, but, you know. Probably better for everyone that way. Yeah, really, they don't need to leave, listen to us blab on. Over on my left is CC. And to my right is JT. Yeah, we're a team that's been together now for six or seven days. Maybe, give or take a few. Give or take a few. Give or take a few. Probably closer to forty, but we don't want we don't want to say that because forty days. Forty or... days. Forty years. Forty years. Years. We predate uh, the internet. Yes, we do. Well, oh, yeah. God, let's let's not go there. Yeah, don't do that. We have other things to talk about. We have other things. First of all, we dedicate this episode to coffee. <laughs> We're having our morning coffee talk. Oh God, coffee. Uh. Uh, there are just some days you just want to just climb into the tub of coffee and just stay there. Oh, don't tempt me. Okay. Anyway, uh, happy Easter to everybody who um, celebrates. celebrates. Everybody yes. who celebrates. And much respect and love to everyone who uh, is also uh, alive on this very beautiful day. Yes, it's a gorgeous morning here. Yep. We are actually organized. Are we? We are organized. We have know. a list of things to talk about. We had a list before, and that yeah, didn't help matters. Didn't, yeah, we yeah. weren't following I, the list. Okay. Yeah, but it was pretty sad. Yeah. So yeah. We, we we actually posted an agenda. Oh, no, 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 no. Let's not go there. Okay. So what we're going to talk about, uh, we have the agenda, actually, and it's flipped. We're actually going to start from the bottom up. And so, uh, first of all, we'll start with the, the semi-good news is uh, between the two of us, uh, we are 50% vaccinated. I received my second Moderna shot on Tuesday, and oh, was that a lovely 48 hours. Better than the alternative. Better than the alternative. It's and an unpleasant outcome, but... Yes. And I have my neck, or my first shot of Pfizer, apparently, scheduled for Tuesday. So... Yep. We're getting there. We're getting and there. So other family members have also either yep. gotten or are scheduled. Yep. So it is, and actually, we are going to speak a little bit about our our alter egos, our day jobs, and uh, my coworkers are all scheduled, or almost all. I'm not sure if about everyone, but most of them are scheduled. So the rollout's happening. Yeah, and people have strong, strong, strong opinions about vaccinations, pro and con, and uh, we will not go down that road. Other than the fact, uh, other than to ask that you know, we are obviously pro, and we ask that you respect our beliefs, and we're going to go leave it at that. We're just, right. we're just happy that uh, you know that this fantastic feat of science is available, and that millions are taking advantage of it and continue to take advantage of it, and uh, we hope that uh, you know uh, that. You find that, that you know your place when it comes to doing vaccinations, and remember that uh, a lot of this was in the works before the pandemic happened. It's not something that just came completely out of the blue. It's a long time scientific feat that um, they actually were able to speed up a little bit because of the pandemic, and lessons were learned from the nineteen eighteen pandemic and many of the things that have happened recently mirror that pandemic so this is not new territory and you know it's not something that um you should be afraid of just i we understand that you have your beliefs and we have ours and as jt said let's leave it at that yeah 
Let's go ahead and just, you know, stop there because yes, we'll yeah, move on. We don't want to lecture folks and we're no, sorry. No, 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 yeah, no, I mean, no, we're no. Not lecture, no. Let's but. move on. Let's move on. Let's talk about something fun. Spring. 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 Uh, spring is beautiful. Spring. Uh, we've seen many signs of spring uh, this last week, uh, you know, officially in northern Nevada. Saw our first ants. Yes. Okay. Uh, we uh, the tree in our front lawn is just a spectacular work of uh, nature. It's very pretty. Uh, uh, the Cubs are one and one. <laughs> baseball. Baseball. Uh, baseball season is here. That's baseball our true. season. Yes. The right of will. spring. The boys of summer. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk probably in another episode about our love for the Chicago Cubs. Yes. <laughs> okay, Harry, calm down. Yeah. Okay, we'll talk about that later. later. But really, another, but these are all you know time. signs of spring, and spring is here. And we celebrated spring a little bit yesterday. We went for. Um, we went for a walk, a nice long walk down by the river, and it was the Buzzy, Buzzy Buzzy's Ranch Trail. Buzzy's Ranch Trail, the newly opened Buzzy's Ranch Trail. Big shout out to Carson uh, Carson City Parks and Rec. Yes, just a great job creating a circular path that takes in the the river, sagebrush, pastures, ranching, and so many animals and birds. All looping around, if you're familiar with Carson City, all looping around on the east side of Prison Hill, right in that space there between uh, the Carson River and Prison Hill. And it's just a nice, long, energetic walk. It is mostly flat. So uh, those that perhaps have mobility issues, I don't think that this this uh, this will slow you down any. And of course, uh, you do not have to do the whole trail. There are, you, know, there are, you can take shortcuts and things like that. There but, are many options. And... You mentioned Prison Hill. There's also a trail that goes up Prison Hill. So if you want a gorgeous view of both the Carson City Eagle Valley area and the the river area on the east side of Prison Hill, uh, there's another trail on that side of the street. Uh, and it was a beautiful spring day, and we were so happy to get out of it. And, the, and we did the full loop on the Buzzy Ranch Trail, and continue to be amazed at the, the at the work and quality of the trail. Brought to you by, excuse me, <clears throat> brought to you by the the uh, Carson City Rec, Parks and Recs and yes. their volunteers, many volunteers. And uh, if you are uh, happen to listen to you, we thank you. Listening to this, we thank you. You, you, you did a wonderful job, and uh, we encourage everybody to get out there. Later today, I promise I will get some pictures of our walk out there onto the website, uh, carsonhume.com, and you'll see a little link at the top that says photos. We will get those pictures out there, and uh, you'll be able to see for yourself what we saw. Um, so uh, anything stick out from that walk other than what we've talked about? Just how beautiful the day was. We started out, it was an almost cloudless blue northern nevada sky with a lot of uh birds as you mentioned there were um definitely there was at least one raptor and this is calving season so another rite of spring is that the the cattle are giving birth and some of the local um our local avian friends let's say are out there doing what they do in nature and we can see a wide variety. We see a lot of red-tailed hawks in our area. We think we may have seen a buzzard a or condor, something. Buzzard, condor, condor kind of thing. Yesterday. Um, definitely a lot of crows and or ravens. I think they're either very large crows or possibly ravens. It's hard to tell sometimes. And just 
uh, geese, a lot of Canadian geese. Loud Canadian. Very loud that were, in some cases, flying right at us. They don't seem to be afraid of people. So we saw that. We saw some donkeys and horses and goats and that's what stands out to me i love the wildlife yeah it's just it's just a beautiful beautiful walk and the, and the people on there friendly you know you meet people all the time you know good morning how you doing you know and all the dogs all the dogs <laughs> everybody seems to have a dog or they're riding a bicycle mm-hmm. or they're pushing a stroller so going back to the the ac- the accessibility of the trail is that uh you know it is suitable for strollers these were Definitely jogging strollers, more of the kind of off-road type. But you can get out there in pretty much any condition and just at least get in a small walk, if not the entire thing. So, yeah, yeah, it was a beautiful day. Yeah, and one more shout-out. One more shout-out to the University of Nevada cross-country team. Well, we're assuming because we saw a lot of Nevada shirts. We, well, they were, they were, they were, you know, jogging along, cross-countrying along in, in, in groups. And so it's like, so I'm pretty sure that was them. So big shout-out mm-hmm. to, to y'all, y'all. Y'all, lots of energies. And, of course, for us, go Pack. Well, and we're not entirely sure that was the UNR cross-country team because – it also looked like they may have had some type of running event going on, which yeah. does happen on occasion. So we'll just give we the cross, we'll just give the University of Nevada cross country well, yeah. track team back a free shout pack. out because you know, hey, we're pack, go, go pack. pack. All right, uh, oh, that's enough of us blathering on there. So what do you want to talk about that one or that one? Well, maybe we should segue from Carson City Parks and Rec into public service. Public because, service, you know. So our day jobs. Uh, if, if you've heard before, as blather on before, we have day jobs where we are state of Nevada employees, the divisions, you know, and, and departments and all that stuff, not so much important, but, um, you know, we, we are public servants. And for myself, uh, I come from a family of public servants, my grandparents, my parents, and, uh, you know, a kid and kid-in-law yes. um, are all public servants. And so, and it's, uh, you know, it's not like it's a family tradition. It just sort of worked out that way. And there, and the reason that I'm bringing it up, the reason it ended up on the agenda is because that's what I'm thinking is going to be my, my next work is, is, uh, is my retirement book on um, how to survive in public service. Uh, I was thinking of doing it, you know, at the day after I retire, but the more I think about it, um, it'll get me back into the writing thing. So I'm, I'm thinking of working, uh, cracking that puppy open, something I've worked on years ago, crack it back open and uh, bring out the uh, ups and downs of being public service. There's, I've, and my experience, and this could be right or wrong, my experience basically is, is people, people who are not public servants, they're, 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 the most interaction they have, as long as they're law-abiding citizens, the most interaction they will have with public services, of course, DMV, Department of Motor Vehicles, and the IRS. Probably, yes. Probably those two. And then, you know, public public uh, service or, you know, uh, government, state government, local government, you know, sort of maybe fades into the background. And it probably should be because when government does its job right, and I've always believed this, when government does its job right, you don't know that it's there. That's a very good point. And there are so many different aspects to the governments at various levels. You think it, as you mentioned, maybe law enforcement, DMV, things like that. But there are so many other aspects to it because you think about 
museums, tourism, um, all kinds of different agencies you know, and you, that, wildlife. That, yeah, potholes. Potholes. You know, they don't fill themselves. Um, what about taking care of the elderly, the infirmed, or children who need that extra le level of care? And it's like, um, how many of us have always said, why isn't there ever a cop around when you need one? It's funny how it's funny how I've seen this before, and I've even thought so myself. It's like, you know, I don't think about the government until I need it. And then when I need it, sometimes it doesn't seem to be there. And this pandemic um, is, almo is almost a classic example of that, where it seemed like um, the smaller states like Nevada were scrambling for resources that just were not immediately on hand because government funding government is often an, uh, an afterthought for folks. And well, again, that's not a bad thing. And I just want to read that. It's not a bad thing because if government does its job, um, you know, then, you know, it's never noticed. You know, if it does its job right, does its job ethically, does its job legally, you know, then it's not noticed. But it's when, you know, when things happen, when things hit the fan like they did this last year, then people wonder, where's the government? You know, you just sort of go. Well, and as the person who's very interested in history, I could say that going back in time, government gets flushed out. We add more people to government. We add more programs to government. Then we have something like the pandemic or the crash in 2008, I believe, yeah, the, like when the, the bubble popped. The, the government has to cut back. They freeze positions. They lay people off. They institute furloughs. And in every governmental change, our government is great because we are a pretty much a representative democracy in a lot of ways. The, the tide shifts back and forth that certain people will be in charge and they have their own ideas of how to do things. So they'll bring in new people and they may not know what previous administrations did historically 10, 20, 30 years ago. And they may say, well, we're going to try something new when actually it was tried 10, 20, 30 years ago and it didn't work out. So it's a lot of reinventing the wheel. Yeah. And things never change. Yeah. Never change. Oh, boy. Yeah. Let's, that's another. We, we could tell you stories and I'm going to be able to tell you stories in this book when it comes out um, because I'm, I'm thinking about it and putting it together. And, and we understand that people have strong opinions about government and Walmart, small government versus large government, nanny state versus progressive or liberals and so on and so forth. And you know what? None of this is wrong. Government should be a living creature that uh, meets the needs of the people, uh, you know, with the resources that it has. And it should be open to the sunshine. There's exceptions, of course, with, with security and so on and so forth. But still, um, and if it sounds like we're advocates of the government, it's only because, excuse me, <clears throat> it's only because we're so deeply involved in it. And uh, our our views will probably change after we retire and we get all grouchy and everything and Social Security and everything. And we start, you know, dagnabbit government people and politicians. But Well, but, I think another point to make is that we talk about government as an entity. Yeah. And we have various aspects of government, as I mentioned before, the different departments and everything. But basically what it comes down to is that the people working in government are most often your neighbors. Yep. In the city where we live, it's very government oriented and probably, I don't know how many people on our block might work for government, but we we work 
pretty close to city government buildings. So we know we've seen in passing our recorder, our city recorder, or, um, you know, the judges that go in and out of the courthouse each day. So in Carson City, where we live, it's very common to say good morning to the governor. Hey, hi, how are you this morning? And it's just another, you know, he's a person, I'm a person, we're doing our jobs, may not agree with each other in how we're doing our jobs, but it stops being government as that big entity overshadowing cloud over your life. And it becomes a bunch of people doing their jobs. Yeah. And we, we get it. We get it. We, 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 we sort of sound like, you know, we're beatifying government service and no, 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 no. Being on the inside. We also see, we see the flaws and we see the troubles and we see the real jerks uh, quite candidly. And you're going to come up across jerks with any, you know, you know, anything, any, any group of people. I think what somebody said once, once, when you, when you have more than one person, you have a society. It's so, true. uh, you know, and government is a society and believe me, it has flaws. We see flaws, but I can tell you also that the finest people that I've been fortunate to work with, um, are, are in government. They, they really have a passion to do the right thing for everybody. Well, and, and we sometimes should, that doesn't shine through, but it, it happens. We should caveat that too, because some of the finest people we work with, how many non-government jobs have we had? Yeah, that's true. We've, we have worked in service industry. Yeah. And that's a whole different ball game. Definitely yeah. government in a way is a service yeah. industry because we are providing services for the general yeah. public, but um, we may be a little biased. We've, yeah, we might be we've got biased. at least a couple decades between the two of us. We've got something like four decades in government service. So plus mm-hmm. you mentioned ancestors and descendants also working yeah. for government. So we've seen different aspects, different angles, a lot of people that we just some people we really like some we didn't yeah. it's just like any part of life uh public service is a calling it it's, is it's a calling. you don't do it for the money you don't do it for the money you don't do it for the security and the benefits anymore either because yeah, a lot gone. of those but, have been stripped away but uh when it comes that time to when it comes that time to look back and say hey i did the best i could with what i got you know i'm, I'm i'll be i'll be good with what i did during this time and some of that will, as you mentioned, show up in your writing. Some of it has already shown up in some of your writing. Yep. You mentioned ch- children, and you did do a couple of books about child, or three books about child and family services. So, yeah, and a couple of books about sheriffs. So it shows up to here and it there. It does. It's you write what you know. You write what you know. Okay. Uh, let's go to the next part, and this part I think is also going to be the interest, interesting part to the writers is uh, writing spaces. Now, to to me, and if you forgive forgive me for saying it this way, writing spaces falls basically into two categories: is what you have versus what you want. Notice I didn't say what you need. And let me talk about the what you need thing very very quickly. When I was a very young lad, very young lad back in the day, they taught us how to study. When you study, you should find a well lit place with a desk with a where you sit up straight, where you have no distractions, no music, no TV. You have the book there in front of you and you study what's in front of you so you can focus and oh my dear God, did anybody listening to this ever actually have that? Or want to do that. Or want to do that. And so writing spaces are kind of the same thing. Writing spaces, of course, is what am I referring to writing spaces where you write. 
where you find your, your where you find your happy place to write. And as I said, I I break it personally into what you have versus what you need. The what you need, of course, is you know the 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 tools of the trade, the access to the internet now to do your research, and uh, you know, and what you need, of course, is a, a bubble to get the work done to do the typing so you can get that focus and what's in that bubble is of course up to you what you have may be completely different and in this i'm going to go ahead and defer to cc because cc has been writing a long time and the circumstances in which she was uh, writing is to me interesting and it falls under you write under the circumstances of what you have well, as you mentioned, we predate the internet. So back in the day, 30 plus years ago, when I started writing officially, because for many years I was writing in my head and you talk about writing spaces. I don't think it's also, it's always a physical place. It's also your mental space. You have to be in a particular mental space to write, but we're talking about the physical spaces, I think. So mm -hmm. what, we had at the time we were very young newly married had no money um i was working in a service industry at the time so not a regular shift and then we had kids so a lot going on there we were renting an apartment we didn't have a lot of our own furniture even and jt very kindly spent some of our hard-earned money to buy me an electric typewriter which was a big deal i mean I had taken typing classes in high school on the old IBM Selectric with the ball, and that was great. So have had the typewriter, could sit down with the typewriter, had a little desk, and had kids. Eventually, three kids, which takes up a lot of time, both, you know, of your day, and it takes up a lot of your mental time, your mental space. So I would sometimes be sitting at the desk with the typewriter, which with little kids, depending on their ability to sleep through noises, an electric typewriter is not always the best thing to be doing while your baby is trying to sleep. So that might've been a pencil and notebook, but the kids are napping, you try to write. The kids are fussy. You're thinking about what you're writing and you're walking around. It's, you don't get that bubble of sitting down at the desk with your back straight and, you know, no distractions because you've got kids. You're worried about the bills. You're, you know, you have to plan your next shift at work or whatever. So you write when you can with whatever tools you've got. Fortunately, we're at a place now where the kids are grown and gone. And I have all kinds of writing places all over the house because we have a large house with, I've got two official offices, but I could write in just about any room of the house now. And unfortunately, I'm not in the mental writing space, but... You know, that's what these podcasts are doing, is to get us warmed up, that, get us thinking that about mental that. Because, space. And we're actually in one of those writing spaces. We've got, we have a convert, converted writing space uh, into a podcast booth. Yes, we, you know we should take a picture of this time sometime so people can see the the the, the amateur hour at its <laughs> finest. But what, uh, what happened with this space was that one of our kids was still living at home, so the upper floor was for the, this kid, and 
when the kid moved out, we had a roof leak because this is an old house and the, the roofing uh -huh. wasn't quite done correctly. So we had a lot of issues with this room and had to rebuild it and re-insulate and all kinds of stuff. And so now since all that work has been done, I decided that we were going to turn this more into a multi-purpose room. So it's like a music room and a writing or editing space, or now it's a podcasting space. Now it's podcast. <laughs> and we love them. They call this upper floor the, the Tower of... Doom. The Tower of Doom. And my writing space is uh, is across. We don't. We actually we don't have halls in this house. It's no. laid out very strangely. So, but it's my uh, writing space is over across there. But I'm going to go ahead and take. <laughs> excuse me. Take a turn about my writing spaces. Is is um, when I have the spirit, so to speak, of writing. When I have to have to write, and it's been known to happen. I actually don't care. Um, uh, I have written in McDonald's, I have written in Starbucks, uh, you know, um, I have a hotspot on my phone, I just go anywhere I want and just, just once, in, once I am able to sit down and focus and turn the music on, uh, then I forget the world around me, but, uh, but that's me, that's, you know, I, I have probably what is a more liberal definition of what a writing space is than what some people would, what, what, so we, we circled back around to what you what you want versus what you have or what you need. Well, I don't want to do need because uh, because people think that well, I'm I'm going to need to meet this checklist in order to write. Well, that's what you can say is that you don't really need anything yeah. other than the desire to right. write. Yeah, basically. that's really just basically it. Maybe that is the minimum the minimum data set is just the bottom line is just the, the just the need to write that everything else will fall into place and and yes. um, you know for every every situation is different but i find it hard to believe that um, you know that a majority of writers now have to have a well lit room with minimum distractions <laughs> and you sit up straight with your feet planted firmly on the ground in it i think that it's you know now, nowadays uh, people you know we have a lot of distractions and one of the things that modern writers are doing that they really need to do sometimes is there are certain types of blockers on the internet that say you're going to block the internet. You cannot access the internet for this hour. Yeah. So write. Yeah. yeah. And you know, <laughs> I have too many distractions now. And I had to use one during this episode. You may have heard a ding earlier. It was, a, it was the, uh, my laptop dinging us saying the, Hey, I need some attention. So while CC was, I was talking, I had to mute that and block it. So writing spaces, you know, find, what, find what works for you. Just a lot of people like to write in public. I know someone who likes to write while in a moving car. Yeah. They like to be driven around to write because there's a lot of different stimulus. And when you're in a car, really, there's not much you can do except either look out the window or read or something. Yeah. Some people can't read because they get motion sick. Yeah. But, you know, it. everybody's got a different idea of their writing space. And over the years, mine has gone from being all the distractions to... The only distraction is me, <laughs> and, yeah. and that, that's, I'm finding that's the, that my, that's the I'm the worst distraction. distraction. Yeah, that's the hardest distraction to deal with. It's hard to read. Okay, you think we hit everything we wanted to chat about today? I think so. I think we've, we've made these poor people suffer enough. We definitely like to blather. We do like to blather. We're going to go ahead and wrap this all up, folks. Thank you for your kind attention. Uh, we are always, of course, looking for ideas to talk about. Uh, this is a writing podcast, so if you have something to writers, you know, writers life, maybe, you know, yeah, you know anything, you know, we we'd be happy to talk about it. We love feedback. Send us what you got, and we will, 
uh, give you all shout shout outs and everything. Did we shout out to everybody that we wanted to shout out today? Well, I think we definitely shouted out to Carson City Parks and Rec. Carson and City. By the way, this was not sponsored by Carson City Parks yeah. and Rec. Yeah, we're just saying, hey, you guys. We just did, really appreciate did a great, the work they great did. Job. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, basically, we want to shout out to you, our listeners. Yep. All one, two, three of you, uh, however uh, many. <laughs> hang on, just be patient. Fame is coming. Fame and fortune. What was it? The uh, rich and famous contract. From yeah, the rich Muppet and famous movie. contract. Yes. And now we just shut it out. Shout it out to the Muppet movie. Oh right! Shout out to the Muppets and Jim okay. Henson. We're done We're here. Y'all have a great week. Again, have a wonderful Sunday, and y'all take care of each other. See you on the flip side. See you on the flip side. Bye-bye.